praise the Lord on this morning, Sunday morning, March 15th, um, at a time when things are really moving in all kinds of directions in the world. Uh, there are all kinds of things going on and with the coronavirus and and all the things that it's doing and the impact it's having all around the world. And um, thank God for, for the Word of God and for the people of God and thank God for Jesus in times like these especially. Amen. Um, <clears throat> in fact, we thank God all the time for Jesus. Amen. But in times like these especially when people are panicking, losing hope, worried, fretful, and all of that, as children of the Most High God, we have a rock that we can lean on. Amen. The Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong, is a strong tower, and the righteous run into it, and they are safe. And so we praise God that we have safety in the Lord. And so we continue to stand in faith, believing in God, in spite of everything. And we give Him glory for that. Um, on this Sunday, we're continuing to uh, move into a new place, if you're listening closely. Um, God is preparing those who are listening and those who are ready to um, not just listen and hear, but to obey and do the word. Um, he's, he's preparing us for a new place. I'm convinced of that, having looked back at the things that God has been speaking through the Bible study, through the Sunday um, sermons um, over these first two and a half months. God is looking to bring us into a new place because that's what this year is about. It's about going into a new place, um, but we need to be prepared to do it. Just can't walk in any old way. And so God's continuing to do that this this morning and. We're going to use this morning as our foundation one scripture, and it comes from Isaiah chapter 53. And we're going to look at Isaiah 53 and 1 as we continue to incline our ear unto God and to allow Him to lead us and to prepare us <clears throat> to be led into the place that He has for us. Um, God has a place for you. God has a place for me. God has a place for us. Amen. Um, and for those who have been holding on to dreams and, and, and goals and have plans and you've been diligently following God, believing God, trusting in God, you should be excited. Amen. Because God is preparing you to go over. Amen. And go over into your promise. So, Let's look at Isaiah chapter 53 as we continue on this journey with God. Um, Isaiah 53, verse number 1. It says, Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? I'll read that one more time. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed. Amen. Um, our title today is The Report of the Lord. 
Amen. The report of the Lord. And we're going to get into that right uh, right away after we pray. Father, we bless you. <clears throat> and we thank you on this morning, oh God. We thank you, Father, for your goodness. Yes. In the midst thank of the you. chaos and confusion, you remain the rock of ages. And so, Father, we bless you and we praise you in the name of Jesus yes, Christ Father. for being our steady rock. Now, God, as we come before you, we pray that you will speak to our hearts and minds. That, Father yes, God, God, that you will open up our eyes, cause us to see, bless us to hear, O oh God, and empower us by your Spirit to go forward as doers of the Word of God. Father, we thank you right now that your Word is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Yes. And as we put it to work in our life, we shall see the glory of God in our midst. Father, we believe that by faith, so we thank you for it. God, give every person under the sound of my voice a receptive heart today. Yes, Father. And Father God, use me for your glory as I humble myself under your mighty hand. May you alone be glorified. And Father, we bless you and we praise you for it all now. In Jesus' name, in Jesus name. Amen. amen. So we just read Isaiah 53 and 1. Um, God is talking to us this morning about the report of the Lord. So let's look at 53 and 1 one more time. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Two questions in the one verse. You know, um, <clears throat> just thinking about it at, in its most basic, at its most basic level, you know, the world is full of reports. There's reports all around us. You know, we have doctor's reports and we have credit reports. Um, our children who go to school have progress reports. Businesses issue annual and periodic reports. Um, governments issue reports. There are legal reports, economic reports, job reports. There's reports of all kinds in the, in the world. The world is full of reports. Uh, but God has also issued a report. And God's report is found in his word. And God's report differs greatly from the world's reports. Because the world's reports, at best, are based on facts. Many times, the world's reports aren't even based on facts. They're based on opinions. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the worst reports are based on lies and deceptions or, you know, half-truths and incomplete information. But at best, world reports are based on facts. God's report is based on infallible truth. And the Bible lets us know that we shall know the truth, and the truth will make us free. So God's report is superior to any report of man. How many of you know that? God's report is superior. And so the question of the day, on this day, in your life, at this hour, is the same question that the prophet Isaiah asked to the people of God thousands of years ago. Whose report will you believe? Mm -hmm. That question raised by Isaiah thousands of years ago is appropriate today. And understand that Isaiah 
was talking primarily to the people of God. And so this question is directed primarily, but not solely, to the people of God today. Whose report will you believe? The Lord has issued a report, and that report is found in his word. Um, but we talked about that. There are reports of others. Men have reports, too. And we, we, we can't seem to get away from Numbers chapter 13 and 14 with the spies, the 12 spies that went to spy out the land. We can't seem to escape from them. And we, we find ourselves having to go back to them today because... It is there that the Bible says that there's such a thing as an evil report. Mm -hmm. An evil report. And, and we need to turn back there to Numbers uh, chapter 13. Because we, 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 we need to understand why that report was evil. And we know the spies, 12 spies, were sent out to spy the promised land. And then they, they did. And they were there for 40 days. Mm -hmm. They went and they spied the, the, the promised land uh, for 40 days. That's what it says in verse 25, that they came back after 40 days. And when they came back, uh, they brought back, as it says in verse 26, they brought back word unto all of God's people all the congregation. They showed them the fruit of the land. Verse 27, And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest us, they were talking to Moses and the people, and surely it flows with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. So God said it was a land flowing with milk and honey, and it was true. It was a land flowing with milk and honey. That's why they said, Surely it flows with milk and honey. God told them so, and how many of you know God is not a man that he should lie? So they said, yes, it is flowing with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of the, of, of the land. And then verse 28, though, nevertheless, that's like saying but. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the land is exactly as God told us, but. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. And the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there, who were the giants. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites. And the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. See, Caleb was one of the spies that went up with to spy the land. And he heard these 10 spies starting to give a bad report. And so he interrupted. He, he stopped it. He said, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. No, let us go up at once and possess it for we are well able to overcome it. But those 10 spies wouldn't give up. Verse 31, but the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. And then you see in verse 32, and they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel. Hmm. Now, why was their report termed or called evil? In some uh, versions of the Bible, it says bad. 
So why was it an evil report? Why was it a bad report? Well, the reason why it was an evil report or a bad report was because it contradicted the report of the Lord. Right. See, the, the report of the Lord is a good report. And anything that contradicts the Lord's report is an evil report. It's a bad report. Right. And they gave an evil report of the land. God was telling him this. This is land is good. This land is flowing with milk and honey. You're going to go there. You're going to prosper. Uh, right. You're going to be blessed. And they come back and they have all these bad things to say. They say, yeah, yeah, it is has some milk and honey. But and then they go on with all the negative things about the land. And God called this an evil report. Why? Because it contradicted his report. And we know what happened with them, right? They caused the people to start to want to stone Moses and go back to Egypt. And, you know, and God said, you know, how long I'm going to put up with these people? You know, um, how long I'm going to put up with them as they murmur against me? I'm going to give you another nation. And Moses interceded on behalf of the people. He said, God, no, no, don't destroy the people. Don't destroy the people, because if you do. Mm -hmm. See, Egypt know, you know, the Egyptians and, and other nations know that you, with a miraculous hand, delivered us from, from slavery in Egypt in order to bring us into the promised land. And if you kill these people out here in the wilderness, they're going to say that the Lord killed him because he couldn't bring them into the promised land. Mm -hmm. And so he said, so, Lord, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't kill these people, even though they gave up this bad report. And God relented and he said, okay, Moses, he said, I'm not going to do it because you have said these things. I'm not going to do it. But he did say that the people who had given that bad report weren't going to make it into the promised land. Mm-hmm. So he, he, he relented to Moses, right? He said, okay, I'm not going to do it just because you interceded for them. But they're not going to enter into the promised land. And then God continued to spoke, speak to Moses. And he said, in verse number 36 of Numbers 14, he said, And the men which Moses, which Moses sent to search the land who returned and made all the congregation to murmur against him. Watch this. By bringing up a slander against the land. Now, slander, and in, in, in we think of slander as part of defamation, right? You, that you can slander somebody. You can, you can libel somebody. Slander is spoken defamation. It's when you say something against someone else that damages their reputation. That's what mm -hmm. slander is. Mm -hmm. Libel is when you write something that damages someone's reputation. Slander and libel is what we call defamation. And, and, and essentially what, what these 10 spies who had this evil report, God looked upon them as defaming him, mm -hmm. defaming the land that God had already declared was good. And what happened to these men that brought up this slander, that brought up this? And it was interesting. In, 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 in the King James Version, that word slander is, is translated bad report. Mm -hmm. 
So to, to God, a bad report is the equivalent of slander. It's the equivalent of defamation, of defaming his reputation by what you say or what you write. And so for these men who slandered or brought up a bad report, look what, look what happened to them. Verse 37, even those men that did bring up the evil report upon the land died by the plague before the Lord. Mm -hmm. So the Lord caused these men to die by a plague. Now, somebody might say, why was God so harsh with these men? And I believe we have to understand that at this particular juncture for the people of God, this was a critical time for them. And we've seen it in the Old Testament here, and we've seen it also in the New Testament when the church was just starting and just forming, that these are critical times. And in these critical times when God is trying to establish his promises and establish himself with his people, We've seen God take some drastic action. So here, when God wants to bring them into the promised land, this is a critical time. Remember, this promise was made to, to Abraham 400 years ago. And now God is about to fulfill the promise, and you got a bunch of naysayers bringing up an evil report, and God takes them out. Why? Because it's a critical time for God's people. We saw the same thing when the early church. When, you know, people would buy, would sell their land and they brought the money before the apostles and Ananias and Sapphira sold their land, but kept back a piece of the money. Mm -hmm. But they lied and said, here's all the money. And God struck them both down dead. And he said, why did they do that? They gave some of the money. What? Because they were lying at a time in the early church when it was a time to be together, to be honest, to be to walk in faith, not in deception. And God said, I'm not standing for this. Took them out. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the reasons, at least, why God was so harsh is because this was a critical time for God's people. You have to ask yourself, are you at a critical point in your life with God? And if you are... It could be that God's not going to be as, as give so much leeway as he might have done in other times with you. Why? Because you're at a critical juncture in your life. There comes a time where you just simply, you and I just simply have to do what we're supposed to do. No leeway, no excuses, no nothing. Because there, certain times are critical. There are times when you can get, at, get away with it and God can wink at it. But then there's other times where there's no winking. And this was a time where God refused to wink. I believe another thing here that was going on was that God, um, he wasn't going to be denied his glory. Uh, you know, after Moses, you know, uh, came up and, and said, Lord, pardon them, please pardon them. Uh, in, in, uh, in verse 21 of Numbers 14, God replied to Moses, and in fact, in verse 20, he says, I have pardoned according to thy word. Because Moses asked him, please pardon the people. Don't, don't kill them. But then in verse 21, God said, but as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. See, God was saying, these folk are trying to deny me of my glory. And that's not something God takes lightly. Amen. In Isaiah 43, verses 6 and 7, God clearly says that he created us for his glory. Right? Isaiah 43, 6 and 7. He created his sons and his daughters. 
to bring him glory. That's why we're here, to bring him glory, to show forth his goodness in the earth. You can't do that if you're issuing evil reports. Amen. And God is not going to stand for that. God's not going to share his glory with anybody. He's not going to be denied his glory either. Amen. If you look at it in the book of Acts chapter 12, Herod had given a speech and his speech was so great. And the people kept shouting, they're clapping, they're shouting and said, he speaks like a God. He speaks like a God. He speaks like a God. And he just took it all in. And the Bible says that God smote him, struck him down immediately. And the worms ate up his body and he gave up the ghost. And why did God do that? Because he was trying to take glory that belonged to God. God is serious about his glory. And the people here giving this evil report were stripping God of his glory and God wouldn't stand for it. I think a third reason why God was so harsh with them because they didn't believe him. You know, he said to, he said to Moses, he said, how long is it going to be before these people believe me? How long is it going to be before these people believe me? You know, by giving up the evil report, they were demonstrating that they didn't believe God. And you know, in Psalm 106, verse 24, in talking about this, th these 10 spies, Psalm 106, verse 24 says, Yea, they despised the pleasant land, they believed not his word. See, the evil report wasn't just their opinion on things. It was a demonstration, according to God, that they didn't believe him. And see, God is not a man that he should lie. It's impossible for God to lie. And so if God says something and, and, and one of his people or a group of his people stand before him and let it be known that they don't believe him, that's not something God takes lightly. Again, he said to Moses, how long is it going to be before these people believe me? Mm -hmm. Their evil report was evidence that they didn't believe. And so when you look at it, why was God so harsh? It was a critical time. They were denying him of his glory. They were letting it be known that they didn't believe God. They didn't believe that God could bring them into that land because those giants were too big and they couldn't conquer those giants. The walls of the cities were too tall and God couldn't knock them down. And we know all of that is not true. But they didn't believe it, these 10 spies. And again, the evil report, as far as God was concerned, was the equivalent of defamation. Now, someone will say right now, yeah, 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 but that's Old Testament. And God wouldn't, wouldn't destroy people today for unbelief or for giving an evil report. Maybe not. But I suggest he doesn't have to. Um, let's turn with me to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. And let's look together at verse 36. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. It says, Patient endurance is what you need now. Glory to God. That's what we need right now. Patient endurance. That we, you know, we endure 
patiently. Amen. Uh, patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. For in just a little while, the coming one will come and not delay. And my righteous ones will live by faith. But I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. Now, see, at some point, these ten spies believed God, but they turned away, right? They turned away because they went out, right? Because, look, there were 12 spies that were selected. These 10 were selected because they were deemed worthy to go and spy out the land. They were deemed faithful enough to carry out the assignment. But at some point, they turned away from believing God. And my righteous ones will live by faith, Hebrews 10.38 says, but I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. So as people of God, if we believed God for our salvation and we believed God for healing and deliverance in the past, but at some, for some reason now, we're now not believing and we're, we're, we're issuing evil reports, we've turned away. Now watch what this says. Verse 39. But we are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. Huh? So, will God destroy people today? Hmm. I say he doesn't have to. Because according to Hebrews 38, it says, God says, I take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. And verse 39 says, but we are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. So, in other words... Will God destroy people? Well, he doesn't have to. Because if we take the good report from God and talk against it and issue up an evil report, we bring about our own destruction. So the writer of Hebrews says, we are not like that. Amen. We are not like that. Who turn away from God to their own destruction. We are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. So listen. God doesn't have to do anything. It's the natural consequence of turning away from the good report of God's word and issuing up and following behind evil reports, things that contradict the word of God. And that's what the, the spies did. Now, what does God want us to do? When you look at um, Philippians chapter 4, verse number 8. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 8 says to us, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, Whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. So what does God tell you to think about when it comes to good report versus bad report? He tells you, you should think on the good report. And that word think on is translated meditate on. So it means think on over and over and over again. Think on a good report. 
That's why if someone comes to you as a child of God with an evil report, something that contradicts the word, oh Lord, they're going to kick us out of our house. That's an evil report. Mm. What did God say? I'll supply all your needs according to your riches and glory. The doctor said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die in six months. That's an evil report. What does God's report say? I shall not live but die and declare the works of the Lord. Say, you said it reverse. I shall not, li I shall not die, but live, and declare the works of the Lord. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what the word says. That's the good report. Mm -hmm. God's word is the good report. So if someone's telling you about they're gonna lay off people at the job and we're not gonna be able to find jobs or the economy is this, that's the world's report. Mm -hmm. God's report says He supplies your needs. God's report says that even when your father and mother forsake you, he'll take you up. That's the good report. And so Philippians says, whatsoever things are true and honest, just, pure, lovely, and of good report, mm -hmm. meditate on these things. Meditate on the report of the Lord. What does God say about your situation? We, if we're honest, too many people of God spend too much time talking about the report of the world mm -hmm. and not enough time talking and thinking and believing and standing on the report of the Lord. Man, someone will go to the doctor and they'll come back and they will tell you what the doctor said. And, and but before they even tell you what the doctor said, they'll go home, they'll Google the condition, they'll, they'll read articles on the condition, and they'll tell you everything about the condition. Mm. Tell you everything about the condition, and not one word out of their mouth about the report of the Lord. Tell you about the doctor's report. Tell you about those evil reports that people blog on, 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 on the internet. But where's the report of the Lord? God said, think on things that are of good report. The Lord's report is a good report. Meditate on that. Do you know that the psalmist, the very first psalm talks about the blessed man, right? Who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, right? Standeth in the way of sinners or sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but what? But his delight mm -hmm. is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he do what? Meditate day and night. Yes. That blessed man meditates on the good report. And what happens to him? He's like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water. Who bringeth forth fruit in his season, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. How did he get that way? Because his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law, the good report, does he meditate day and night. Mm -hmm. He thinks on the good report. That's what blessed people do. <laughs> Amen. The very first psalm tells us that. That the blessed man, the blessed woman, meditates and thinks on the good report of the Lord. God had a promise 
for the children of Israel, that they're going to go into the promised land. Moses couldn't bring them in because Moses struck the rock at a time when God told him to speak to the rock. And so God selected Joshua to bring the people into the land. And in Joshua chapter 1, again, God doesn't waste any time. Psalm 1, he said, listen, you want to be blessed? Meditate on the law of the Lord day and night. Joshua chapter 1, for the man that he chose to bring the people into the promise, God didn't waste time. Joshua chapter 1, this book of the law mm. shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night and observe to do according to all that is written therein. Watch this. For then... Thou shall make thy way prosperous, and then thou shall have good success. God didn't say, I'm going to make your way prosperous. He said, if you meditate on my good report, you'll make your own way prosperous. Okay. Which is the same reason why he says in Hebrews chapter 10, we just read it, 39, that those who turn away and start issuing evil reports, God doesn't have to destroy them. They, they lead to their own destruction. Mm. So our destruction or our prosperity is determined upon what we're spending our time believing and meditating on. The bad report or the evil report of the world or the good report of the Lord. The blessed man in Psalm 1 meditates on the law of the Lord. He meditates on the good report. And we see what happens there. He prospers in everything he does. God told Joshua, meditate on my law. Meditate on my good report. Day and night. What's going to happen to you? You'll make your own way prosperous. And you'll have good success. By doing what? Because you are meditating on the good report. So, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, and of good report... Mm -hmm. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Meditate on them. Amen. Meditate on the good report of the Lord. Now, we spent all that time and we just dealt with the first question in Isaiah chapter 53. But there's a second question in Isaiah 53. Verse 1. The first question is, who hath believed our report? And why did Isaiah say our? Because God has sent prophets after prophets after prophets to his people, mm -hmm. bringing the report. Amen. And so he said, who hath believed our report? But that's question number one. We said there were two questions in Isaiah 53, verse 1. The second question is, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? The arm of the Lord is often referred to and translated in the Bible as the power of the Lord. His arm is indicative of his power. And so the question is, and to whom is the arm or to whom is the power of the Lord revealed. When you put these two questions together, the answer to the second question is obvious. Mm. Right? Now let's look at it. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm or the power of the Lord revealed? 
know what the answer to that second question is? The power of the Lord is revealed to those who believe the report of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Amen? That's the natural, that, that's where this, this verse leads. Who has believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? It's revealed to those who believe the Lord's report. So, if there's any child of God, and again, this was written to God's people. Any child of God who's believing on God, you believe on God for salvation, but now you ain't believing on God for provision. Or you're not believing on God for healing or for deliverance. Or you're not believing on, right? God's talking to you. Well, who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Understand that the arm of the Lord, the power of the Lord, is revealed to those who believe the report of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And if you're not going to believe the report of the Lord, you're not going to see his power operating in your life. And see, the power of the Lord, the arm of the Lord, notice like, it's like men who get ready to fight. You know, and they got on long sleeves and stuff. What do they do? They unbuckle, they, they unbutton their, 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 their cuffs and they roll back their sleeves. Mm -hmm. They reveal their arms. Why? Because he's letting you know, I'm about to fight. See, when God shows you his arm, he's letting you know, I'm about to fight for you. Amen? Mm -hmm. He's going to show you his power. But if you don't believe, you're not going to see, if you're not going to believe the Lord's report, you're not going to see the Lord's power operating in your life. What's the result of that? All kinds of bondage, right? Financial bondage, spiritual bondage, relationship bondage, health, right? <laughs> right? But if you believe the Lord, if you believe the report of the Lord, He's going to show you his powerful and mighty arm. He's going to fight for you. He's going to show you his strength and his might and his power. The result of that, you're going to be free indeed. The result of that is you're going to have abundant life. The result of that is you, you, you'll, you'll take the good of the land. See, the, 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 the two spies, Joshua and Caleb, who believed the report of the Lord, did they enter into the promised land? Yes, they did. Did they enjoy the fruits of the land? Yes, they did. Caleb was promised a mountain, and 45 years later, after Joshua was given out all the land, he went to Joshua and said, Listen, 45 years ago, Moses said, I was going to get an inheritance in this land. Now, I fought to help clear out the land and everybody to get theirs. But he said, look, I'm 85. I'm still strong. I'm still ready to fight. I'm still ready to go in and out. Give me my mountain. Mm -hmm. And did he get his mountain? Yes, he did. Mm -hmm. Why? Because he believed the report of the Lord. We believe the report of the Lord. We have health, joy, peace, soundness of mind and blessings abundantly. But we got to believe the report of the Lord. Abram believed the report of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Look up in the sky and count the stars. <laughs> so shall thy seed be. Mm -hmm. Abram believed that. And what happened to him? Blessed. Yeah. Hmm? Mary believed the report of the Lord. The, the spirit is going to overshadow you and you shall give birth. To that, that holy thing shall be called the Son of God. Be it unto me according to thy word. 
She believed the report of the Lord. That woman with the issue of blood even must have believed the report of the Lord. She went to doctor after doctor after doctor, didn't get any better, got worse, spent all her money, but somewhere along the way she heard, hey, hey, this is God Jesus. He heals people. <laughs> what? She believed it. Why? How do we know? Because she kept saying to herself, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. She believed the report of the Lord. What happened to her? She got her health back, didn't she? Mm -hmm. But who didn't believe the report of the Lord? <laughs> How about our man Zachariah? He didn't believe the report of the Lord. <laughs> right? Told him that you and your wife Elizabeth is going to have a son. You're going to name him John. He said, how this going to be? We so old. <laughs> and Gabriel said, boy, I'm the angel Gabriel. I stand, I stand at, at, you know, before, before the God of heaven. And he's the one that gave me these good tidings for you. But since you didn't believe, mm -hmm. your mouth's going to be shut. What happened to him? He didn't believe the report of the Lord. Glory to God. Watch this. Uh, oh, hold on a second. The Lord is filling in the information. 2 Kings chapter 7. Glory to God. There's a story there in 2 Kings chapter 7 of a man who didn't believe the report of the Lord. In verse number 1, Elisha, this is in the midst of like a famine in Samaria. And Elisha comes and he says, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Then a Lord, on whose hand the king had leaned on, answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows of heaven, might this thing be? Mm. And he said, Behold, this is now Elisha speaking to him, You shall see it with your eyes, but shall not eat thereof. And the story goes on, and it talks about the four lepers who were standing at the gate, right? Who were standing outside mm -hmm. the city, and they said, listen, if we stay here, we're going to die. If we go into the city, we're going to die. We might as well go into the city. You remember that? Mm -hmm. And when they got into the city, the, the Syrians had left all their stuff, had left all the food, left clothes, left everything else. And then the lepers were enjoying it for a while. And then they said, now, nah, this is not right. Let us go tell everybody in the city. Mm -hmm. So they told everybody in the city, guess what? The Syrians are gone, and all their stuff is left. And then we go to verse 16, right? Because now the people came out to go and collect all this great stuff that the Syrians had left behind. Mm -hmm. And in verse 16, it says, The people went out and spoiled the tent of the Syrians. So a measure of fine flour was sold for a shekel mm -hmm. and two measures of barley for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. That's his report. How, do you, how many of you know that? Mm -hmm. That was the report of the Lord. And the king appointed the Lord on whose hand he leaned to have charge of the gate. This is the same guy who said, that ain't going to happen. Mm -hmm. So the king said, I want you to be the gatekeeper as the people go to collect all this stuff. And the people trod or trampled him in the gate. And he died, as the man of God said, mm -hmm. who spake when the king came down to him. And it came to pass, as the man of God has spoken to the king, saying, Two measures of barley for a shekel, and a measure of fine flour for a shekel, shall be tomorrow about this time in the gate of Samaria. And the Lord answered the man of God and said, Now behold, if the Lord should make windows of heaven, might such a thing be? And he said, Behold, you shall, <laughs> you shall see it with your eyes, but shall not eat thereof. And so it fell unto him. 
and the people trampled upon him in the gate mm -hmm. and he died. Why? Because he didn't believe the report of the law. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You believe the report of the Lord, you could be like Abraham, blessed with faithful Abraham. Mm -hmm. you, can be, you believe the report of the Lord, you be like Mary, blessed and highly favored. You believe the report of the Lord, you'll be like that woman with the issue of blood who goes from going everywhere, 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 can't find problems, can't find, I mean, can't find solutions to a problem to now immediately her, her, her problems are solved. Why? Because she believed in the word of the Lord, in the report of the Lord. So the question is now before us today, whose report will you believe? This world this, 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 this world of ours is just full of reports, right? And a lot of them are negative reports. A lot of them are reports of trying to get fear, trying to get you into fear, trying to get you to doubt, trying to get you into unbelief, and trying to get you off the Word of God. Don't let it happen, amen? You, you believe the Word of God. Because right now, as I said at the top, God is calling his people to move into a new realm, into a new time, with new blessings and new favor. And again, I went back and I, <clears throat> and I looked at the things that God's been speaking unto us over these past, these first two and a half months of, of, of this year. And it's all pointing in that direction. Talking about facing and overcoming challenges. Talking about you being anointed by God. Talking about tell the righteous it shall be well. The power of perseverance. Seeing with eyes of faith. Watch your mouth. Being careful what you say out of your mouth. God is letting us know. New time, new realm, new blessings, new favor. A time where the things that you've been waiting on and believing on for so long. You're going to go into it. But you need to understand. The children of Israel wandered around in the wilderness for 40 years, didn't they? Partly mm -hmm. because these 10 spies who didn't believe the report of the Lord. Look what it did. It delayed their blessing. Yeah. How many blessings are on delay right now for people? Because they simply refused to believe the report of the Lord. Mm -hmm. But watch this. There will come a time, right, where, and I believe that time is now, for these delayed blessings to now come into your hands. God is speaking that unto us. But I want you to turn with me to Joshua chapter 3. And we're going to end, we're going to end here. But in Joshua chapter 3. Because see, you know, you go through times and you're going through your own wilderness wandering. You're going through your own time of delay and maybe even drought. And all the rest of that, and maybe you're in the valley of dry bones and all the rest of that, amen. But God is saying, listen, when God says it's time for these dry bones to live, it's time for the dry bones to live. When, it's, when God says it's time for there to be rain, he's going to send a little cloud in the sky, but, he, but those of faith know it's about the rain. Right. And so, you know, because the heavens are thick with thunder and lightnings and behind that little cloud. There's, there's all kinds of things going on. So if God says the drought is over, the drought is over. Mm -hmm. But, but, you need to understand, though, that you and I can't go from where we are in that place of drought, that valley of dry bones, that, that, that place of, you know, just 
we're, we're waiting and, 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 you know, we're in delay, maybe because we haven't believed the report of the Lord and all the rest of that. But we can't just now just God go say, OK, now go ahead. That's not he that's not how it works. Mm. When it was time for the children of Israel to cross the Jordan and to go into the promised land, I want you to see something in Joshua chapter three, verse 17. But there it talks about how, well, in Joshua chapter 3, it talks about how they put stones in, in, in the midst of the Jordan. <clears throat> and, and that allowed the people to go over the Jordan on dry land because it, 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 it stopped up the banks of the Jordan River. And the people went over on dry land um, through, the, through the Jordan. But then it says... Uh, uh, in verse number 17. And the priest that bare the ark of the covenant of the Lord and stood firm on dry ground in the midst of Jordan, and all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. And then uh, chapter 4, verse 1 says, And it came to pass when all the people were clean passed over Jordan, that the Lord spake unto Joshua. Mm -hmm. So how did the people go from the wilderness into Jordan? It said they passed clean. Now, I know that word really means they passed completely. I mm -hmm. get it. But I just love the King James selection of the word. They passed clean. Because that just says to me that if you and I are going to go from, from our wilderness into the promise, we're going to have to pass clean, which means we're going to have to leave some stuff behind. We're going to have to leave dirty baggage and, 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 and you know, the sin that so easily besets us and stinking thinking and all those dirty things. And, you know, the un, right? we're going to have to go over in robes of righteousness believing God with a clean heart, right? Mm -hmm. Right? Creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. We're going to have to pass clean into the promise. You ain't passing dirty. Amen? <laughs> you ain't passing dirty into your promise. Mm -hmm. You can't come with an attitude. You can't come with unforgiveness. You can't come with bitterness and strife and anger. You can't come with jealousy and envy and all those things. You have to pass clean into your promise. Mm -hmm. You got to pass clean. That's how the children of Israel got there. They passed clean into Jordan. So if you or anyone, I'm not saying you because you're not doing it, but anyone is bringing up an evil report like these 10 spies. An evil report's a bad report. It's a dirty report. That's not, you can't, you can't go over. Mm -hmm. You got to pass clean. And how are you going to pass clean? You're going to believe the report of the Lord. One last place I want to show you. It's also in Joshua, so you don't have to turn that far. It's in Joshua chapter 5. After they passed clean <laughs> into the promised land. <laughs> I love this part. After they passed clean into the promised land. Joshua chapter 5 verse 2 says, At that time the Lord said unto Joshua, Make these sharp knives and circumcise again the children <clears throat> of Israel the second time. And Joshua made him sharp knives and circumcised the children of Israel at the hill of the foreskins. And this is the cause why Joshua did circumcise. 
All the people that came out of Egypt that were males, even all the men of war, died in the wilderness, by the way, after they came out of Egypt. Now all the people that came out were circumcised, but all the people that were born in the wilderness, by the way, as they came forth from Egypt, them they had not circumcised. Mm -hmm. So circumcision, one, was the sign of the covenant that God had with his people. And what this is saying is once they passed clean over, the first thing God said to them, now, now circumcise the men. Mm -hmm. Why? One, as a sign of the covenant, right? That, that, that was a sign of the, of, of the covenant that God's people had with God. But the other thing was, if you think about it from a, from a symbolic point of view, it was cutting away the old man, mm. right? In other words, the old man can't come and be in the promised land, right? And the Bible often talks about the difference between the old man and the new man. It tells us that we need to put off the old man, the old way we used to do stuff, and put on the new man, right? That's what we have to do. If we're going to go into the promised land, and God has a promise for you right now. You got your promised land. I got my promised land. We got our promised land. God is looking to bring you over your Jordan, my Jordan, our Jordan. But how are we going to go over that Jordan? We're going to have to pass clean. Mm -hmm. And then also, too, we got to strip away right, some things. Right, some things got to be cut off and, and and tossed away. We can't keep holding on to it. Can't bring baggage into the promised land. Right, God wants you to pass clean. And so, listen, believe the report of the Lord. But as you do, understand as well, it's going to require. Right, it's going to require you leaving off these old things, those filthy rags of unrighteousness, right? Mm -hmm. And taking on the righteousness of Christ so that you can pass clean into your promise. Amen. Mm -hmm. So let's just go back. Amen. Let's, let's end where we began and just look at Isaiah chapter 53, verse number one, one more time. Glory to God tonight, today. Amen. Today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amen. 53, verse number one. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? I submit to you today that the arm of the Lord, the power of the Lord, is revealed to those who believe the report of the Lord. Mm. Amen. Amen. And if that's you, praise God for that. Get ready to enter into the promise. Amen. But also understand too, if you're going to enter in, how you going? To, how you going to pass? You got to pass clean. Mm -hmm. Amen. You got to pass clean over into the Jordan. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Let's pray today, Father. We bless your holy name. We yes, thank Father. you for your word. We thank you, God, what you've spoken into our hearts and minds, our spirits. So, God, we pray, God, that. God, that we will just run with this word now, yes, that we will wholeheartedly believe, glory to God, the report of the Lord. There are so many reports all around us bombarding us from the north, south, east, and west. But we stand here flat-footed and declare, we shall believe the report of the Lord. Yes, and Father, Father, we thank you, God, that as we believe on that report, meditate on that report, we shall be blessed, O oh God, and we should... Everything we set our hands to shall prosper. We yes, shall, uh, we shall uh, have good success, O oh God. And Father God, we shall make our own way prosperous because we meditate on the good report 
of the Lord. Yes, Father. And Father, we just thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Father, I just pray now for your divine help. Because God, we know that the enemy will want to come in even right now and yes, snatch Father. out this word that was sown into the hearts of your people. Father, I pray right now that you would just surround your people with angels, O oh God, to protect them from the works of the enemy, O oh God, and, and to allow this word to get deep in our hearts, our spirits, yes, our Father. very souls, O oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ, that, Lord, that we can walk it out and see the fruit of it in our lives. Father, we thank you, O oh God, that... Uh, you are doing it even right now. Glory to God. And we are truly being built up in our most holy faith. And so, Father, we bless you. We bless you for your good report. We bless you, O oh God, for encouraging us. We bless you, O oh God, for continuing to show us that now is the time. Yes. It's a time of refreshing. It's a time, O oh God, where we shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. A time, O oh God, when we shall cross over into our promise because you, God, have a great things in store for your people. And Father God, we are desiring to walk in every last one of them. And Father, we bless you. We praise you and thank you, God, for doing it. We give you all honor in Jesus' in name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.